Krishna. Krishna is the one who ultimately gives sanction, whether to deliver us or not. But he gives the power of attorney to his devotees. In other words, if the devotee recommends, this this person is very nice, you please let him come back to God. All right, Krishna will allow. So devotees, they carry the mercy of Krishna. This example is given in the Gurvashtaka. Samsara dava nala nirha loka. Tranaya karanya dhana dhanabha. Kaptasya kalyana kaptasya kalyana kunarnabhasya tandegurvashicharanamavindu. Krishna is kalyana kunarnabha. He is the ocean of auspicious transcendental qualities. So it is said that the spiritual master is receiving benediction from the ocean of mercy. Krishna is the ocean of mercy. So just as a cloud receives, takes water from the ocean and distributes it, so in the same way the devotees, they carry the mercy of Krishna and distribute it. So a devotee, they carry Krishna's mercy. Devotee, he introduces us to our best friend. Krishna is Suhridam Sarvabhutana. He is the best friend of all living beings. So a devotee introduces us to Krishna. Devotee never says, I am your best friend. But he introduces us, here is Krishna, who is your best friend. Our eternal relationship is with Krishna. So in this way, a devotee is very merciful because out of his causeless mercy, he gives us Krishna. Now, giving the example of the cloud again, the cloud pours water profusely everywhere. Here in this country, we don't see so much. You can appreciate the difference. Where there's plenty of rain, many of you are from Kerala, especially in Tamil Nadu, where... Some parts of Tamil Nadu and most of Kerala, there is profuse rain, so everything is shockingly green. <coughs> in Kanto, Kerala, you see everything is so green, lush, because so much rain. So in the same way, pure devotees, they pour rain everywhere. Some, some people, some places, they may not even be willing to take them, just like the the rain also falls on the rock. Even then some small plants will come up, even on the rock. But if there is a good, fertile soil, especially if it's plowed and seeds are put in order, then very nice crops will come. Or if not, at least you'll get the burdened, lush forest. So in the same way, the devotees of Krishna, they spread the mercy of Krishna very widely. What is the nature of mercy? Mercy is something that is coming down. You can't demand mercy. And you can't give it to someone. It's not that you you go to your spiritual master and offer him your blessing. Always the disciple is in subservient position. This, uh, this is not very popular in the modern age where everyone wants to be equal. In the name of equal, they want to be above everyone else. But Vaishnava culture is to go down. Those who go down more, they're begging for the they get more mercy because water flows down. 
So if you go down, you get a more better position. In the valley, you can collect the water. If you want to stand up on the mountain, you may get some. But in the valley, you'll get all the water that's coming. Even in the Bible, you find Lord Jesus, his most essential instructions. He says, better are the, blessed are the humble and meek. So this is the essence of Vaishnava philosophy, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught, Trinada Pisanichin, Tarara Pisanishtana, Amanina Amanudana, Kirtaniya Sadahana. One should be very humble, considering oneself lower than a straw in the street, more tolerant than a tree, not wanting praise for himself, always ready to praise others, and always chanting the holy names. So with this attitude, if one is actually very humble, then the, the mercy of Krishna coming down to the devotees from the floor. But if he stands up, no. Amari Hak. I will be the boss. Who are you? Then you put it's like putting on a big shield all around you. But no. And the mercy won't flow. It'll just go it'll just go past you. You'll miss it all. But how to catch the mercy? Now, to be ready to collect it when it comes. How does the mercy come? Mercy comes in the opportunity to associate with devotees, to serve Krishna, to chant his holy names. When the opportunity comes, you should take it, considering that you don't get that mercy even in millions of lifetimes. Now if you have the chance, by the grace of Krishna's devotees, to chant his names, to engage in his service, to associate with devotees, you should take it. But if we become proud, then we become cut off from that mercy. If we think that, oh, I'm so great, I'm so wonderful, who are all these devotees? They're just, they're just a bunch of ordinary people. I'm better than all of them. I don't know. I'll chant Hare Krishna at home. What's on the TV? <laughs> Your intelligence will be polluted. Someone who is proud, who has great faith in his own intelligence, rather than having the attitude of hearing from devotees and associating with devotees, then he becomes cut off from the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He becomes cut off from the mercy of Krishna. That's why Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvatthakura said that Sharavata, simplicity, Saravata, this is the first qualification of doing very simple. Not very complicated. Why this? Why that? Why should you do this? Why should you offer Hardy? Why are so many objections? Why chant 16 rounds? Why chant 16 rounds? Why don't you Why this same old mantra? Why don't we make up some new mantra? What is all this singing? It's not very similar. You know, we should be more, study more books, chant Om. Why this? Why that? Always doubting. Doubting Thomas. What is it? in Gita says. One who is always doubting, they're spoiled. One who simply accepts, yes, Krishna is the Supreme Lord. Let me serve him. Let me chant his holy name. Let me serve the devotees. He makes advancement. Then you can see. Those who, who give themselves to Krishna, then Krishna gives himself to them. They become blissful. How are devotees becoming blissful? You're thinking, well, they're always singing, but it's not just singing anything. There are people that are 
there are rock stars singing songs, they're always singing too, but they're the miserable people, they're like, like ghosts or something, they're always taking intoxication, they don't become blissful. How is it that the bodies, they become very happy and pure, because they're getting the mercy of Krishna. By chanting the names of Krishna and serving Krishna, Krishna reciprocates. You see, devotees' faces become shining and happy because Krishna's mercy is manifesting in them. But someone who becomes, again, proud or he doesn't want to associate with devotees, then they lose the lust and become miserable. So you can see who has got Krishna's mercy. Krishna's mercy, that is manifested how? As Krishna consciousness. And what is Krishna consciousness? The desire to serve Krishna, who is very eager to serve Krishna, to chant his holy names, to serve the devotees. That means that they're getting the mercy of Krishna. Krishna is manifesting himself to them. They're making advancement. Krishna is reciprocating with them. Who desires to serve Krishna, Krishna is very pleased with them. And Krishna gives more realizations in their heart. That this is how we should serve. Krishna will give more and more Enthusiasm to devotees, enthusiasm in devotional service. That is a sign that someone's getting Krishna's mercy. Now, enthusiasm doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden you become very enthusiastic and then all of a sudden you become unenthusiastic. But that enthusiasm should be sustained over weeks and months and years. That is the sign of steady engagement in Krishna consciousness. That means Someone who's determined to get the mercy of Krishna. Determined means, again, you can't force it. You can't say that, ah, now I'm going to show, I'm going to be a great devotee. The whole thing rests on one's attitude. That constantly we have to cultivate the mode of wanting to serve Krishna, of being humble in his service, being careful not to make offenses, studying. It's a commitment. We have to sustain this because always... By Maya, Durga, difficult to get past. She's always giving us some other, that's why she's Durga, not so easy to get out of. So she'll offer some idea in her mind, so many things. But if we remain fixed in the consciousness, I have to serve Krishna, I have to serve his devotees, go on chanting, constantly endeavoring. Devotees, they're endeavoring to always chant the holy names of Krishna, to serve Him with great determination, to bow down to Him, to always engage in His service. So this steadily going on, constantly praying to Krishna, His devotees, constantly trying to serve the devotees, Always being careful not to make offense. If there is accidentally some misunderstanding or offense, to rectify that. This way, devotee attracts the mercy of Krishna. Krishna becomes pleased with such a devotee. Or again, more correctly, Yasya Prasada, Bhagavad Prasada, Yasya Prasada. And Krishna. He is, like I said, he's given power of attorney to his devotees. So, if one's spiritual master is pleased, and by his mercy, by the mercy of the spiritual master, which means the mercy is coming from Krishna, but then you become eligible to get 
by, the, by pleasing the spiritual master and getting his mercy, then you become eligible to get the full mercy of Krishna. And yasya apasada nagati fatopi. But if you dissatisfy the spiritual master, then you, you, you can't achieve success. Nagati api. Api means even though. You may do so many other things. You may chant so many, so many rounds of japa and perform austerities. And, but somehow or other, if we're doing, if there's some flaw in our devotional service, we're not pleasing our spiritual master, then we, we have no position. We don't make any advancement. We have no position in devotional service. I just tell one small story to demonstrate this point. Uh, Prabhupada was coming to Paris. In Paris, his, one of his disciples, Hari Vilas, was the temple president. So, he had, uh, Hari Vilas had been there, and he'd done a lot of service, helped to develop the temple, and brought so many new people to be devotees. And he came from the airport with Prabhupada in the car. So he was feeling, he described this himself, he was feeling, you know, here I am, I'm riding in the car with Prabhupada, I'm the town president here, there's so many other devotees. Prabhupada didn't look at him or even speak at him most of the journey. They got to a hall and Prabhupada saw all the new devotees, looked at them very nice, asked each one of them, what is your name, what is your service, what are you doing? And he still didn't even look or say a word to Hari Vilas. And then Hari Vilas was thinking, wait a minute, what's going on here? I thought Prabhupada was going to be talking to me and asking me the names of all the devotees. Everyone's going to look at me and say, you see, Prabhupada's looking at Hari Vilas, he's such a big devotee. And Prabhupada's not even looking at me, as if, he's, as if I don't even exist. And he understood. And Prabhupada knew I'd become proud. So he's teaching a lesson. That you can't purchase mercy. Even if you do very big service, still you have to remain humble and meek. Because ultimately Krishna doesn't need us. He doesn't need anything from us. He only gives us the opportunity to serve us so that we can become purified. But purified means that we're always considering ourselves very meek and small. Whatever we do, we think, I can only do this by the mercy of Krishna. And if we think like that, Krishna will give us mercy. And if we think, just see all the things I did, then the mercy gets cut off. So it all depends on our attitude. We have to do our best to serve Krishna. At the same time, whatever happens, whatever advancement we may make or whatever we may do, actually the body never thinks I'm making advancement. But he simply thinks that Krishna is still allowing me to chant Hare Krishna. He's allowing me to do some service. That is his mercy. So if we maintain that attitude, then we'll always get the mercy of Krishna. But then if we think, oh, Krishna's giving me so much mercy, I'm so advanced, then again you become cut. So you see, it's all a matter of Matchita, being conscious of Krishna. In the conditioned state, we're always conscious of myself. I'm so wonderful. I'm so great. So sometimes we carry that into devotional service also. Instead of, uh, instead of thinking I'm the best snooker player or konkani singer, sort of the konkani sling club or whatever it may be, I'm the best Bharatanatyam. And we think, well, I'm the best Madonna player, I'm the best preacher, I'm the most humble, <laughs> I give the best lectures. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? I am the best. 
And as soon as you start thinking that, then a big hammer comes. <laughs> Durga. You become familiar. <laughs> you can't do anything properly. That's Krishna's mercy. That's also Krishna's mercy in another form. If you become humiliated or cut down, it's also Krishna's mercy. That's why that story, Prabhupada with Harivilas. Was it that Prabhupada wasn't merciful to him? Yes, he was in that situation Prabhupada's mercy was manifested by ignoring him. If in that if Prabhupada in that condition had had indulged him in uh, if he had Spoken to Haridalas, yes, you're so wonderful, you're so great. He wouldn't have helped him. He would have become more puffed up. So in that situation, he simply nodded until he realized, oh, wait a minute, I made a mistake. And then again, when he approached Prabhupada very humbly, and immediately, Prabhupada opened up and changed. So mercy is there. Somehow or other, if we come in contact with the devotees, we'll get their mercy. We should stay in the association of devotees. We'll get their mercy. It may not be very pleasant, all Sometimes there's some cutting of false ego. But really, the association of devotees is our shelter. So by trying to serve the devotees, please the devotees, trying to get the mercy of the devotees, thinking that the mercy of the devotees is the way to get the mercy of Krishna. Hare that's stated by Lord Kapiladi that uh, what is that? Salokya, Samipya, Sajdi, Sarup, Yaikapamevacha, Diyamanam Nagrinanti, Vinamat Sevanam Dunam. He says that these four kinds of Vaishnava liberation, which means to live on the same planet as the Lord, to have the same opulence as the Lord, to have the association of the Lord, or to have the same form of the Lord, he says that my devotees, they're not interested in this. Unless they have the opportunity to unless they have the opportunity to serve him. So a devotee will accept this kind of liberation for the sake of serving Krishna. But he's not interested in it for his own benefit. What is what? Atma Rama means one who is satisfied in himself. Krishna is the number one Atma Rama. Atma means self. Rama means taking pleasure. So pure devotee is also Atma Rama. Stita Pragya means one of fixed intelligence. So there are similar terms. One who is Stita Pragya, that means he's fixed in the self. That's not necessarily even a devotee. We find in the Gita the descriptions of Stita Pragya. It's not necessarily a devotee. Maybe a, maybe a Brahmavadi also. Maybe an elevated transcendentalist who's not a devotee. Amarama can also be. That, that Amarama verse is there in the Bhagavatam. The question came that why is it that Shukadev Goswami, he was already Amarama, he was satisfied in himself, then why did he take the trouble of studying such a great big book as the Bhagavatam? So the answer came Amaramas, Chamaneo, Nigranta, Apyo, Kame, Kavantya Haitakin Bhaktim, Itam Bhutaguna Hare. That even those who are satisfied in themselves, they take pleasure in glorifying Krishna. In other words, glorification of Krishna is on the transcendental platform. Even if one is free from material contamination and is fixed in the self, there is a transcendental attraction towards Krishna. 
So you can say Stitta Pragya Anatmara. Stitta Pragya, that is the first stage, that his intelligence becomes fixed. And then uh, that, that, that question is there by Arjuna, and Krishna explains elaborately what is the nature of Stitta Pragya, basically saying that one whose senses are controlled. So one whose senses are controlled, then he becomes fixed in the self, takes pleasure in the self. So then, similar times. Generally, yes, but we say Srila Prabhupada. Srimad Bhagavatam. So there are different usages, but they have the same connotation. Particularly Srila, Prabhupada described, that means one who has seen the Leela of the Lord. Otherwise, they're all terms which suggest that one is um, endowed with the opulence of the Lord. You, you won't find this term outside Gauriya Vaishnavism. I, I don't, I've not seen it elsewhere. So you may not be very familiar, but there's only things. You weren't familiar with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now you're familiar. So you can become familiar with this. Anything else? Any other points, questions? Maybe we could just distribute this two books. And what, what, where were those other books too then? It's on the theme of the mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vintananda just before coming here at Naimishalanda Temple. I was speaking about mercy. This song was sung by Lochandash Thakur, who is a great devotee. He wrote Chaitanya Mangal, biography of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, many songs. This is a very famous song, which says that the most merciful of all incarnations is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda. These two lords, Nityananda Prabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they are the essence of all incarnations because they are given this wonderful path of Krishna consciousness, which is simply joyful. They're the essence of all incarnations mean that all the avatars, they come for giving mercy. To show their mercy. Paritranaya sadhunam, inashara chakrishutam, dharmasam sadhanatara, sambhavani yuge yuge. The Supreme Lord comes whenever there is a decline in religion and the upswing of irreligion. The Supreme Lord comes in every age. And what else does he do? Paritranaya sadhunam, inashara chakrishutam, dharmasam sadhanatara, yuge yuge. And particularly, Prabhupada explained that Krishna says, I come to uplift the devotees and smash the non-devotees and to establish religion. But particularly he comes to infuse the devotees and to uplift the devotees because destroying the demons, he doesn't have to personally come to do that. That he can do one earthquake, can get rid of many demons or some war, or some problem, anything like this. So the Supreme Lord comes particularly to show himself as one well, to give encouragement and enthusiasm. But this incarnation is most merciful because he not only uplifts the devotees to the highest level of Krishna consciousness, 
But he also, how does he destroy the demons? By making them into devotees. And how does he do it? By a simply joyful process of chanting, dancing, and feasting. What could be nicer than this? What do you think? Do you agree? It's a very nice process. Otherwise, there are so many things being recommended for spiritual advancement. You stand on your head, wiggle your toes in the air, and say, Om. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's process is much better because it brings us directly to the highest level of spiritual life. What is the highest level of spiritual life? Not karma, not jnana, not yoga, not tapasya, but to be reinstated in a position of service to Krishna. So chanting Hare Krishna directly does that because chanting Hare Krishna means to pray to Krishna. That, oh Krishna, oh my Lord, Please engage me in your service. This is our mood when we're chanting Hare Krishna. But my dear Krishna, you are my very life and soul. But I've forgotten you. I'm such a wretched rascal. I've come to this material world forgetting you. Now you please pick me up and place me as an atom of dust at your lotus feet. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was given this process which directly brings you don't have to go through, you don't, through many different lifetimes. Everyone in Kali Yuga has fallen. So if we become purified first and then take to Krishna consciousness, there's no chance because the whole atmosphere is impure. But by chanting Hare Krishna, we automatically become purified and reinstated in our position. Service to Krishna. Therefore, Lochandas recommends Ajabhaja Bhai, Chaitanya Nitai, Surya Vishasaka. Therefore, he recommends just worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nityananda with very firm faith. Don't think that it's just some kind of dogma or some kind of fashion or fancy. This is the essence of all spiritual life. This is the very meaning of life. Without Krishna consciousness, Krishna consciousness, what is that? Krishna Tetanya. If we say Krishna consciousness in Sanskrit, we can say Krishna Tetanya. But without Krishna consciousness, you are Achetanya, Achetanya. It's like being unconscious. If you think I'm this body, how to improve my business and all these things, and it's like being living dead, like being a zombie. You're living, but you're not living, because you don't. without knowing Krishna, it's like being dead. It's a waste of our life. Hari Hari Bhivale, Manusha Jamanga Paya, Radha Krishna Nabhajiya, Janiya Shriya There's another song, this one by Nirotam Das, he says, that my dear Lord Hari, I've uselessly passed my life. I'd like this very human birth. But I didn't worship Radha and Krishna. Therefore, knowingly, it's just like I drank poison and nothing engaged in Krishna consciousness. So we shouldn't hesitate, have any doubts. Just worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. How to worship him? Krishna Varanam, Krishna Krishna. Sangokangastra Parashadam, 
Unlucky, less intelligent, so many disqualifications of them. But if anyone at all has any good brain substance in this Kali Yoga, that will be exhibited by their worshipping. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears with his associates by the Sankirtan Rangi. Sankirtan Pravartak Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Sankirtan Jagya Jai Bhaji Shaitanya. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself came to establish the Sankirtan movement. And anyone, whoever worships him through the process of Sankirtan, which he inaugurated, they are very fortunate. So Lord Chandra says, take it up very seriously. But there is some condition. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told everyone to chant. It doesn't matter. You may be papi, tapi, dino, hino, doesn't matter. Dino, hino, jato, chilo, harinane, ubhayilo, tarashaki, shadai, madhai. You may be papi, tapi, dino, hino, whatever. But if you take to chanting Hare Krishna, you can become purified. The example is Chagai and Madhai. They were so sinful that when Lord Chaitanya accepted, he said, All right, I'll take all your sinful reactions. Then for some time he became black. Gauranga became black with all their sinful reactions. Just to show how sinful they were. But then Chaitanya Mahatma said that you can be delivered by this chanting, but there's one thing. You have to promise no more sinful life. Don't, not this, like in Bengal, I said. What is that? Mukai Hari Bhola, Ilsha Jol, something like this. Jubati No, 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 Kaya Master Jol, Mukai Bhola, Hari Bhola. Something like this. With your mouth you chant Hare Krishna, and when you're not chanting, put in some fish soup. It's very popular in Bengal. Madhur Macha Jol. That's what it is. Madhur Macha, not Hilsa. So, this is rascalism. Therefore, this, this idea, you chant Hare Krishna, I don't want to say, you have to stop. Therefore, Lord Chandra says, Vishaya Chaya, Shiva Shemajya, Okay, Yoga Hari Hari. Give up sinful activities, give up sense gratification, then you can become absorbed in Advaita. Then you can really chant Hare Krishna. We are chanting, but real chanting begins when we've given up all desires for sense gratification. So, there are stages. Now we are hopefully in the clearing stage. There is Navapra, Navabhas, Shuddhana. Krishna's name is always Shuddha, pure. But we are not. So if we chant with an offensive attitude, then it's called Nam Aparad. But if we are trying to become purified, but we're still not purified fully, that is called Navabhas, or clearing stage. We're supposed to be becoming gradually purified. And when we become fully purified, that means fully free from desires for sense gratification. Then we can fully relish the namaras, the nectar of chanting Hare Krishna. Lochandas continues. Deko ore bhai, chibhuvane nai, emana doyalana. He says, just see, just consider that within all the three worlds, there is no one more merciful than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda. There are many welfare workers who are opening hospitals, schools, many charitable institutions. But the 
best charity is to give someone Krishna consciousness. Because as long as you remain in this material world, you have to suffer. Even if you build a big hospital, it doesn't mean you'll get free from suffering. That means it's a symbol of suffering. Then you have to build hospitals. But by chanting Hare Krishna, you go to the spiritual world, you never return to this miserable material world. So Jaitanya Mahaprabhu is the most merciful because he distributes Krishna brain, Krishna bhakti very easily. Chant Hare Krishna. He doesn't say anything difficult. Chant Hare Krishna. And some things we may find it difficult. Actually it's not very difficult. No meeting, no gambling, no insects, no intoxication. But it's actually a very minimum requirement. That, otherwise, there are no difficult austerities. Chant Hare Krishna be Pashu Paki Chure, Ashana Bidure Shunija Simply by hearing the qualities of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda, even the animals and birds may cry and the stone may melt. Actually, that's a fact. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was passing through the Jarikand, jungle. There were so many animals and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu chant Hare Krishna. And they did. Even the elephants and the deer, the tigers, they were chanting Hare Krishna. Even the tigers and deer were chanting Hare Krishna and embracing each other, dancing. That's possible for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the stone will melt. In Puri, there's in the temple, there's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's footprint because the stone was melting from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ecstasy. So we can't, we may not be able to get the birds and beasts to chant Hare Krishna, but at least we can try to ask others to chant Hare Krishna. That will spread the glories of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu more if we try to bring others to Krishna consciousness. Lochanda says, Shamsari Mojiyam, Rohinde Puriyam, Shekode Nahilavahash. What is my own condition? Actually, he's a great devotee. The great devotees always think themselves very fallen. So he says, here I am, I'm stuck in this material world. I'm taking pleasure in this useless material world. I'm stuck here. I have no attraction for the lotus feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda. So he says, Apana Karama Bhujaya Shamana Kauri I think by my past sinful activities, I'm not getting any taste for the lotus feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's why he's obviously he has very deep feeling. Otherwise, how can he make such beautiful songs unless he has very deep feeling? This is great Vaishnava always thinks himself the most fallen. This is a very beautiful prayer by Lochandas. Maybe you can learn. There's so many beautiful prayers. You learn some of these songs. These are the expressions of feeling by the great Vaishnava Acharya. So if we learn them, we can also begin to enter into the feeling that the great devotees have for Radha Krishna, for Nita. Hare Krishna, I'll finish there. There's so many things to say. But I can simply request, let us meditate on the mercy of the most merciful. 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda and try to spread that mercy by asking others also to chant 